The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Welcome back to That's a Retrograde. Hi. I'm Elizabeth Cott. Hi, I'm Stephanie Simbari. Post Pride. Feeling alive. Are not as thriving as we were yesterday. Well, or Saturday. <laughs> but we're better. We're better now. We're, we're getting better. Wow. What? Ugh, Pride in West Hollywood. Fave holiday. Is my favorite holiday. Wait, let me just show you these pictures so you can describe them really quick because it was sent to me from the professional photographer. Uh huh. Have you ever seen a human being in more pure bliss? Okay, so Stephanie <laughs> really showed out in a like a mohair rainbow tie-dye tie-dye top, top that I really am jealous of. <laughs> I'm just going to say it out there. I'm jealous of your shirt. <laughs> and you're not going to hear me say that to most people, but you, I, I just said it to you. I feel like this is like a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity <laughs> that I really just need to be like basking in right now. We had the most fun. So as we spoke about on a few previous episodes, we had the opportunity to co-host alongside a wonderful group of people um, benefiting it Gets Better. It's a party that they've done at the Standard for many years. It was It Gets Better, Showtime, and that's so retrograde. And what a, the only what people. A great group. Who else do you need? <laughs> <laughs> no, but it was so much fun, and all our friends came in and just. And to then, me, Pride is so much more about, like, it's more than just being about being gay, obviously, because you and I aren't gay. But it's about, like, the right and the joy of humans being able to be themselves, express themselves, be accepted, just celebrate life in all of its colorful variety. And it's, like, what? brings so much like joy. the only thing to celebrate. Literally. It really was like, so magical. I could give a shit about Christmas. And then, although, well, we used to spend Christmas at the Abbey, so it, like, kind of merges. Um, but. That's true. Yeah. So we're, yeah. So I. It was my first year not living in West Hollywood in 11 years. So I watched, and it was the first time that they did the parade. They partnered with ABC Local News, and so I watched the parade online, and it was incredible. I just cried like five times while, oh. while watching it because it was— Move over Thanksgiving. Move, there's a new parade in town. There's a new parade in town. It was just really off it's the It's actually celebrating something— Beautiful, yeah. not the murdering of Native Americans. I was sad because I got to do the parade last year with Viceland and walk in it. Oh, yeah. And I just probably had never had more fun in my life. Yeah. But just getting to see everyone in our community come together was we're doing roses and thorns at the end, but it was a rose. Yeah. Dead. Okay, so what else happened this weekend? So I woke up mm. in my post-pride glow. Let's go. Slight headache. Mm-hmm. And um, I like I, weirdly wasn't hungover. That's great. I don't know how I've that's realized possible. I talk about hangovers and hangover remedies a lot, and I don't feel like I'm really that much of a drinker, so I'm trying to like tone it down on, right. my, on like that leaning forward with like, here's all my ha- hangover remedies. It's just hard because we always have so much fun stuff to do. I know. That's so true. So. And I'm just here to like... It's the problem solved, baby. <laughs> so got sent by probably 10 people this New York Times article, which is an opinion piece. It's called Smash the Wellness Industry. Why are so many smart women falling for its harmful pseudoscientific claims? Now, you know Elizabeth and I have our own uh, chagrins with the word itself. Mm-hmm. However, this article 
to me, is very problematic. So raise your hand if you've seen it or read it. Me, cool. Me. All right. So me. I, I'd love for everyone to read it because I think if you're listening to this show, you're obviously in whatever capacity familiar with this world of wellness, the good, the bad. And as with anything that's been commercialized, there's always an ugly side of it. Of course. So essentially – it is equating the wellness industry to just a rebranded diet industry. Mm-hmm. And I get that. I see that. But the thing that really poked me the wrong way in this is that the author equated her getting over her eating issues to, which plague so but many it, women, to an intuitive eating coach. Baby, that's wellness. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Like, You can't, you're throwing the baby out with the bathwater. Agree. So one of the things that she said her intuitive eating coach offered her is the concept that having a big appetite is a gift and what a great way to celebrate life. Like that, that's like wellness. Yeah. That's our version of it. Yeah. Of being able to celebrate the beautiful things of life. Mm -hmm. I guess because we are in like a wellness category of sorts, like that's what our show is. Like I felt like a little bit. Like, I just wanted to be, like, counterpoint, actually. I agree, and and that's what I was going to say is that, like, okay, so to to throw an entire industry under the bus in the way that she does, in the way that she makes very definitive statements, like, it quote, the wellness industry is the diet industry, and the diet industry is a function of the patriarchal beauty standard under which women either punish themselves to become smaller or are punished for failing to comply. I agree with some of what you're saying, but just, like, chill on the broad strokes is where I'm kind of at I'm with, with you. And also, maybe don't surround yourself with people who shame their bodies and talk shit about it. (laughs) And if you are with those people, maybe it's your responsibility, having the awareness that you have, to say, you know, I think it'd be really cool if you didn't talk about yourself like that. I agree 100%. So Give me a New York Times op-ed. I'm I'm about to fucking go, eh. I'm about to go, eh. We are here to talk about stuff. Yeah. Coming in hot with this app. Yeah. But that's okay. Just speaking our truth and what's yeah. in our hearts. Look, it's not bad to disagree. I think no, we're, I, we want to, and more than anything, I don't think that you and I want to like shut someone down. We just want to like get involved in a heated conversation. Yeah, we're just here to like have a debate. Yeah, seriously. Like, <laughs> Counterpoint. Well, just when I see strongly worded things like that, that make such bold statements that are incorrect, I'm just like. Well, I don't think it's entirely incorrect. No, I think but there's truth in it. There but is. I, but that's what happens when any industry is commercialized, yeah. especially one that's as massive as this the, is becoming. This is, yeah. Totally. And it's, it's, it's going to. And we'll get into it a little bit later today about how other people are like dabbing their foot into a plant forward life. Coming from unlikely places. Exactly. So, but first, before we get to today's interview, which we have Craig Susser from Craig's, our favorite place in LA, LA guy coming soon. Um, let's Set. talk about. One of our new sponsors. Okay, tell me about it. is a really cool online plugin for your browser that I've just discovered that you know I couldn't be more excited about. So we're talking about Honey. Steph, you know this about me. When I'm online shopping, mm-hmm. I'm savage. Yeah, I'm you're... like never not finding a promo code. I'm going deep into the depths of the internet. I'm like there's got to be some, some sort of percentage off, some sort of free shipping promo. Like we're just not paying full price for anything ever. Okay, okay. And I'm serious about that. Yeah. So... What's really cool is this app magically auto-applies the best deal in your cart at checkout. Wait, what? You download it, and it is added onto your browser, so you just it's just there. Okay. It lives there. Okay. So then it's going to find you the best discounts and coupons across, like, 37,000 sites. So I was 
on Amazon this weekend getting some stuff for the house and it just shows up on the Amazon page and it's like, yep, this is the best deal. What? Wait. Exactly. I'm so hard. It's the lady boner is so real. Wow, that's so amazing. It's amazing. amazing. So it takes all that like Googling, deep Googling, dark web Googling out of it. The dark web of shop bop that Elizabeth has gotten into. It's so real. (laughs) And it's brands like Amazon, Sephora, Best Buy, Nordstrom's, 37,000 sites. That's incredible. Oh my God, I'm obsessed with this. I can't wait to go home. And and you can shop normally. It just, Honey does it all for you. It's like in there. So it's so cool. Oh my God, Time Magazine calls Honey basically free money. Okay. It's phenomenal. Honey, members of already saved more than $800 million? What? It's such a dream. And I'm it's so completely excited. free. It, yeah. It's a very lady baby. Holy shit. I'm in. So if Do we you, have a code? Yeah. Okay. So um, you can shop with confidence and get honey for free at joinhoney.com slash retrograde. That's J-O-I-N-H-O-N-E-Y dot com slash retrograde. Okay, honey. Honey, the smart shopping assistant that saves you time and money when you're shopping online. I'm in. Okay, so as we said, we've got a great show today. So Craig's is a phenomenal restaurant that Steph and I have like a standing reservation with, with our friends about monthly. We try to do it monthly. Yeah. And it's just like a special time where we can like all get together. It's like a great like Friday night Shabbat meal. It's like blue cheese olives till you die. (laughs) my life. And the best gluten-free pizza Literally at a sit-down restaurant in LA. Agree. For sure. So we became friends with Craig through us just spending a lot of time there. And he launched a really special product mm-hmm. that we're really excited about. Yeah. We just love championing things that are disruptive ex- disruptive, and exploring in the space. And um, so we've invited him on the show Yay. to talk to us about it. Craig. Welcome. <laughs> Um, we have an LA icon in the house today. So true. Icon. What? Also, his face was very <laughs> shocked to hear that. Craig Susser, welcome. Wow. So I think if anyone is familiar with like the Los Angeles restaurant scene, yeah. they've heard, or celebrity culture, yeah. we'll be real, um, they've heard of Craig's. But also, where else would they may have seen Craig's? I feel like this is like your most... For me, this is like your most iconic connection. Craig's. <laughs> <laughs> From what? From the Chris Jenner 60th birthday video. Nope, it's not Craig. Oh, is it? Did they change it to Craig's? Because it used to be La Scala Boutique. I know what they changed oh, yeah. it. Because, did they really? Yeah, <laughs> hilarious. That's really funny. That's All a right. very deep cut. I, I know. If anyone's still following along, great. If not. What? I feel like this <laughs> is the audience for that. <laughs> so it's really funny that I was just reminded of is that. When I was on a desk at CAA a million years ago, you mm. were just opening Craig's because you were at Dantana's beforehand, right? Right. And my boss, who I'm sure is a friend of was a friend of yours, is a friend of yours, was like, my buddy Craig is opening this new restaurant, Craig's, and I would it would be my job to get him a reservation on the books like weekly yeah. for all the meetings. So I that was that. my introduction to what you do. But that's but that's how I've gotten to know a lot of people over time. So considering I've been doing this for 30 years, you have a tendency to start interacting with the assistants, assistants. Yeah. and the assistants then become people, yeah. you know, they go on to other producers, directors, writers, or agents. Yeah. And so we've got a long history with yeah. a lot of people and we've all kind of grown up together. That's amazing. That's amazing. Yeah, it's really cool. And I can also tell who the good ones are and who the bad ones are. <laughs> After the show. Yeah. Fill the tea. We're like, Craig, should we sign with this person? He's like, no. No, 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 not the agents. I'm talking about the assistants. They're like people that are, are really, they have a way of getting what their boss wants mm-hmm. without going too far. 
Interesting. Yeah, I was an I mean? awful assistant. You were? I was awful. I mean, really? I just am not really good at anticipating others' needs. I'm more of like really good at anticipating my own. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be honest. So what you need is an assistant. Yeah, exactly. Right. Okay. <laughs> She's right over there. <laughs> okay, that's perfect. Okay. Well, um, okay, so. Glad we got that figured right. out. Right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, know thyself, you know? Um, so talk to us about what Craig's is, and then we're going to get into kind of like the what's been developing within the brand that we find so specifically cool. Yeah. yeah. Well, thank you. First of all, thank you for having me. Um, You're so welcome. You know, Craig's is, um, the town needed kind of like a New York joint, mm-hmm. you know, kind of like a neighborhood run place that the food is really solid. It's really yummy. Everything on the menu was identifiable and you'd crave it. And um, once you found your favorite thing, you would always be able to kind of get it. And That's it was an so extension real. of your living room, right? Mm-hmm. So you know the business, right? So we see people Everybody does everything over a meal in L.A., and you might see people two, three times a week. So the menu has to be extensive enough, but then the idea of, I don't know, for lack of a better word, um, let's just say uh, food is our drug and we are a dealer. <laughs> and the idea is to you know really have you wake up in the morning going, I don't know what I'm doing today, but I'm having the chicken parmesan tonight, or I'm having the honey truffle chicken, or I'm going in for a pizza, or... I know what I want for Postmates because you have a taste in your mouth and you know that we're going to deliver because the food is so consistent, right? So it's a, it, it, it actually matches your memory. Okay. Yeah. And it's our job not to disappoint, Yeah. right? So that kind of a restaurant I don't feel like really existed. And then, I don't know, i, I big fan of I Love Lucy. My wife's a big fan of I Love Lucy. And I just remember like seeing them when they came out to Hollywood and they went to these like glamorous restaurants and they, and they had like, it was iconic items from all over the world. Um, it wasn't so closely identified. Like, you know, in the 80s, 90s and 2000s, it was like, you know, Japanese food. Thai food, like you went, you went to a specific place for a specific thing instead of going to one place and you could get different things from different parts of the world. So um, we kind of created that like place where I can go one place and I can get eight different things. It's really well done and it always kind of hits, you know, what I'm in the mood for. But I, I do think of Craig's as like an Italian restaurant, but maybe that's more because of the like motif. And the pizza. Well, I think it's yeah, <laughs> and pizza. The and the bolognese. Yeah, so we have good we have, we have good sauces. The and, bolognese is so good. Oh my god, and the vegan bolognese. So it's interesting to like, yeah, it it's got. I would say it's an American restaurant with Italian specialties and stuff mm-hmm. like that. And yeah. I, I think it's just kind of an interesting way of looking at it. And and the whole idea is, there are a lot of restaurants. Their goal is to set out and shock you, or to push the envelope with the kind of food that they serve and the kind of service that they have. And there are very few places that are just like, I just want to let you breathe. I just want to give you a hug. And I just want to give you what you want, but in a way that is even a little surprising. And, and that's it's like what classy. Ooh, classy. Mm-hmm. Really? It is, yeah. It's kind of a, yeah. I mean, it. look, I think I think a good restaurant is, is all three things. Food, service, and vibe. Mm-hmm. And it's important to kind of hit all three. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, especially in Los Angeles where... Everything is so hot one minute, not the next. Yeah. I just sounded like. Yeah. <laughs> Are you like an early odds blog? What's going I on? I think so. <laughs> no, but it's 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 a it's a the restaurant industry in itself is a really specific beast, and then to do so in LA and be sustainable and remain a place on that's top of mind for people to go when they want to have a, a nice meal is. Right. So the the whole thing is, you know, when you first start out, you're just you just want to stay in business. You just want to get you know, 
you want to get past that opening and you want to get out and 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 be successful and do your thing and then just as quickly as that happens you also want to get off the quote unquote hot list right and you just want to be right so everybody has eight or ten restaurants in their rotation and you just want to be one of the eight or ten right and then you have outliers that you go like oh do you hear about this place in silver lake do you hear about this place downtown do you hear about this place down at the beach? Those are great for like one-offs and things like that. But we all have our, our routine. And so you just want to be one of those restaurants in the routine and have the conversation stop. Mm-hmm. So that's basically, you know, you find your regulars, you find your, your routine, and you just kind of go about business. And it's eight and a half years later, and that's kind of where we're at. We've got our family. Yeah. And we're, you know, everybody says to me, what do you do these days? And I said, well, I collect regulars. It's yeah. my job to identify new people and kind of like, Make them regulars. Yeah. Is that us? Yeah. <laughs> I don't think I'd be sitting here. <laughs> I remember when I stumbled in after like only going there in like bigger groups, I was like so drunk and I literally was like, I just want pizza from Craig's. Like that's all I can think of wanting right now. And my friend was like, you can't just walk into Craig's. I was like, I think we can. Yeah, you can. And she's like, I don't know. And I'm like, okay. And then we were like going to wait at the bar and then you were there and you're like, come sit. And I was like, Craig. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, I got my pizza. I got my wine. But, but, I got my Sambuca. And I was right, perfect. But that's kind of being part of a neighborhood joint where yeah. you you come in, you're like, I don't have a, I don't even know what I was thinking. What's going on? Yeah. Um, like grab the two at the bar, grab the bar table. Oh, yeah. somebody didn't show up. I'll grab it. That's kind of what can happen. Yeah. Because you kind of wear the night a little bit loose. Yeah. Um, but then there's people that walk in and like, oh, there's four of us at 730. And you're like, sorry, I, I don't even never seen you before. And I have no idea. There's 20 tables. But that's any restaurant in LA. But we're really fortunate. Yeah. I mean, it's never done ungratefully. Right. You know, so and you can't lose that. At least I can't lose that. I don't. Yeah. You know, I always it's eight and a half years in and I still, you know, treat it like it's this like, you know, breakable little baby. egg. Mm. I mean, I just you do like you provide such a vibe. I feel like your presence there is just such the thing that makes people be like, oh, I'm at home. Yeah. Uh, have you ever gone into a place where you're like, oh, my God, this is amazing. And then like four or five months later, you go back and you're like, what happened? Mm-hmm. Yes. And that's that's what drives me. That's my fear. Most places in Los Angeles, well, I feel, have. Because there is the personal As touch. you said, like that hot list is right. such a thing here. Right, right. And I think it's shifted a little bit, though. I, we've been here 11 years. It has shifted a little bit as the culinary scene has evolved. And I think with like Jonathan Gold and really like finding those like special gems that aren't like, quote unquote, like the hot spot places, it's like opened up. The, the dining experience. Well, yeah, I mean, you've got all these really cool restaurants coming into downtown, um, a lot of places coming, like I said earlier, um, Silver Lake and, yeah. and all that kind of stuff. So you get a lot of people that are coming from San Francisco, from New York, from London, and they're trying the LA scene, whereas it, it didn't really exist before. Yeah. And I think also people are much more savvy when it comes to food, ingredients, the way things are cooked. They've experienced things on their travels, yeah. and, and they 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 are a little more um, versed in w- what they're looking for and what it takes. Mm-hmm. And then I think also the Food Network's probably helped a lot. I think a lot of people just kind of veg out in front of like chopped and you know and hand raised yeah. barefoot contessa yeah. every Sunday, baby. Yeah, and and so they know what they're talking about. They know the difference between you know good burratas, fresh mozzarellas, you know vine ripened tomatoes, and they they know the ingredients of that kind of stuff, and so. It, that really wasn't the way, you know, before. Now they, they're very specific about what they know and they know what's coming up in the seasons and things like that. And, you know, like I'm looking forward to like, I think in a week there's this one orchard in Tehachapi that has the most amazing peaches and it's like three weeks. And we're just like waiting for it because grilled peaches with some ice cream and it's like amazing. They're so yeah. sweet and perfect. But it's only the end of June and early July. Right. 
Okay, time out really quickly. I need to apply my new lip gloss. Oh, <laughs> my lip gloss is popping. <laughs> no, but really. It's so weird because I have the new lip gloss in my hand too. It's so good. So we need to take this moment to honor Wander Beauty. Hello. One of our longstanding partners for this show. And even before that, one of my most favorite discoveries in the clean beauty world. Yeah, they're so awesome. And this lip retreat, it's a tinted oil that comes in like a little like your a little tube. Yeah. With classic lip gloss applicator. Oh, is that why it's so like amazingly smooth? It, it's an oil. What I love about it is it. you guys could see us applying yeah. it right now. And I like that you and I have different skin tones and it kind of looks different. It's one of those ones that like finds the hue that it needs to be on the person. But we're both using excursion. Yes. Yes. It's, it's so, like a berry tint. It's so, so good. And it's great like on the cheeks as well. Mm. And with all of the Wander Beauty products, they're all really multifunctional and they're really great to throw in your bag. I'm the type of person who does my makeup in the car because I feel like it gets me out of the house. Mm-hmm. I've like worked through all the hurdles to leave the door and then like makeup we can handle while in natural light. Yeah. So that's why I like the Duelist concealer, which I've been a fan of forever. Well, I have too. The only makeup in my bag literally is two Wander things, and I only have a fanny pack right now with me. Their mascaras are great. I like the one with the curved wand. I mean, everything that— I've been using the brush, too. Oh, isn't it the best thing ever? Obsessed. It's so good. So, all right, Wander Beauty. We're huge fans. It's like mess-free, stress-free, multifunctional. It's just there's so much mindfulness that has gone into creating this brand, and we're huge fans. And so if you head over to wanderbeauty.com slash retrograde, you'll get 20% off your order, which is major. And, um, yeah, like Steph said, the brush, which you apply foundation with, it's so, so, so good. So those are kind of my three faves. And did we mention, obviously, that – they're formulated without mineral oil, parabens, phthalates, synthetic fragrances. They're cruelty-free, gluten-free, vegan. So just on top of the incredible product itself, it's made with consciousness. So, Wanderbeauty.com yeah. slash retrograde, 20% off. Love you guys. So let's, on that note, shift a little bit towards your foray into plant-based foods. Mm. You were traditionally not... You're not like traditionally a vegan restaurant by well, any no. means. Well, no. I mean, I mean, think about the place where I came from. I yeah. mean, it's Carnivore City, right? Mm-hmm. Like yeah. you know, the Antennas, it's old school, like, you know, red sauce and, and steaks and chops and things like that. And and I think as people have evolved in what kind of foods they like and their, you know, awareness of our society and our environment and, you know, I think people are leaning into a plant-based world. So- what was fascinating is I'd like to say that it was all altruistic in the beginning, but as I indicated, when you first open, you you just want to stay in business. Mm-hmm. And there were a few people that were really important to me that they they found a home at Craig's. And I ran into one of them on the street, and I said, hey, I haven't seen you in a little bit. And he goes, well, yeah, I'm a vegan, and dude, I love you, but I, I can't eat a plate of vegetables. Um, right. And I go, okay, if I make you a composed vegan dish, will you, you know, come back? I said, just give me two days' notice. Let me know when you make it. So... They came in, they made the reservation, out comes the dish. People are walking by going, what's that? I'm like, oh, it's a vegan dish I made for him. Can I have it? Really? (laughs) Yeah. And this was like seven years ago. This was not, I mean, in seven years, there's a lot of momentum that's happened. But seven years ago, it wasn't really happening. And so one dish became two dishes, became three dishes. And all of a sudden, we were kind of at the forefront of not veganism or plant-based items, but the idea that a white linen tablecloth restaurant with good service and 
big stiff martinis mm-hmm. that treated you like an adult, you could also get a plant-based <laughs> right. item, you know? Yeah. You know? Totally. I mean, like, literally, my vegan friends were like, oh, my God, I love you. Yeah. I can get a big stiff martini and the, the food I like. Spaghetti this is, squash. This is amazing. Spaghetti so, squash primavera. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So good. Oh, well. Yeah. So, so and, then, and then I got some really good advice from um, some, some really good vegan chefs like Tal at Crossroads and things like mm-hmm. that. And, and uh, I think one of his biggest tips was just don't overthink it, you know, uh, vegans or uh, people that are looking for plant-based, you know, dinners are looking for that emotional satisfaction. They just don't eat that product anymore. So make your bolognese, but make it vegan. Right. Make your chicken parmesan, but make it vegan. Right. You know, do the burger. You know, all that stuff. And I was like, oh, okay. Right. You'd so have to reinvent the wheel. Right. So, you know, we were trying to be really cute. <laughs> <You> know, like, <laughs> don't be that smart. Yeah. Um, so we just kind of like, you know, it, it it became a section on the menu. And all of a sudden you realize that sales are really, really strong. And people are coming in. The one thing we realized is like if there's six people and one's a vegan, the other five always go, where are we eating? Everybody defers to the vegan. Yeah. yeah. Because you'll eat anything, but they're a little more strict. So it became one of those things like, well, let's just go to Craig's. Let's just go to Craig's. So, and I think we've led the way a little bit like that. And I think you're starting to see a lot more plant-based items and a lot more vegan items on a lot of uh, menus. Because I think people are realizing that it's smart business and you don't want to be turning away people. And it's just, it doesn't, if you're in the hospitality business, it's all about making people happy. Right. So why not offer what they want? Right. right? right. It's, it's all about giving people a hug. Life is tough enough. Dinner shouldn't be. <laughs> Tagline. You know? And that's kind of the way we look at it, right? Yeah. I and love then, that. so this conversation all evolved one night when we were at the restaurant and we got to try your vegan ice cream. Right. That so that, that's the other thing. So, so what happens in the restaurant is also interesting. It's like you meet somebody and you're like, he oh, you look vaguely familiar. And then it'll happen again. And I'm like, wait, didn't I see you two weeks ago? And then you come in with a friend that I know from someplace else, yeah. v- you know, very well. And all of a sudden, like, it's like lock, you know, it's like a lock. The cylinders just start to click and you're like, ding, 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 boom. Yeah. Like, now you're a regular, you know? And so it's like, it's just this interesting way that people have kind of gravitated towards Craig's and then the eclectic group of people that, you know, we've got older people, middle-aged people, younger people from all walks of life. Mm-hmm. And then you walk most in. Most of the housewives. <laughs> yeah, most of <laughs> that's that's yeah. its own genre. By the way, they came in the other night. They were on <laughs> oh fire. Oh, my God. And, and so did Wendy Williams. Uh, oh, my God. And I was so mad we missed her because we no, were there so earlier. It was the day I think the, the housewives had done their um, reunion. Mm-hmm. They were en fuego. <laughs> <laughs> I and just I, want the hot gossip, like, hour oh with Craig. Elizabeth has this weird magical power in her life where, like, every time a housewife meets her, they think they've already met her. Oh, wow. And they like, I think it's like her, it's her, it's her magic of manifestation <laughs> that she's just emitting love and knowledge. And they're like, hey girl. And she's just like, I only a, know you through my TV. Wow. It's so it's strange. Fun. It's the weirdest thing I've ever seen because I also don't know who any of them are. No, but it's. So I'm the, like, who's that teacher? <laughs> the, the funny thing is mo- most of them I know, but like I said, I've been doing this for 30 years. So yeah. I know them in different walks. I'm like, why is the camera following you? And they're like, right. oh, I'm on this show. And I'm like, really? Right. Hilarious. So that's kind of how we got to know each other. But that's it, so but it's funny. Just, and I love that they feel like you just see them come in and relax. They take the shoes off and they just yeah. start like talking and they have a drink. And like that to me is the greatest compliment of having a place yeah. is to mm-hmm. watch that transition from, you know, hyperventilating to 
Take totally. a big deep breath. And personally, yeah. I just love my gluten-free pizza with like a side of a Kyle Richards. Like who wouldn't want that? <laughs> oh. That's just like for me, that's yeah. like my own personal. I thought you were going to say buffalo hot sauce, but we're on different pages. <laughs> you know, whichever. You know, Everyone has own. their own thing. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah, the yeah. great you thing know. about Craig's. So you can get whatever you want. The gluten-free pizza is the I would say like the be- one of best. the best ones in the stage. I would say that and then Lucifer's does a great one, but that's yeah. like home delivery. Like, yeah. No, it's, it's really yeah. good. There's a, there's a lot of really good products out there and people are really learning how to do it well. And I, and it's funny, you can have the little neighborhood pizza place that knows how to do it yeah. or higher end fine dining that know how to do Which it. Which is right. important because like you said, like there's those moments where you're having a celebratory meal and it's a big group and you want everyone to just enjoy. Right. And right. that's so important to have it top of mind. So the vegan ice cream, this was right. so cool. So when you sat down with us and you said something that really stood out to me, you said, well, I could either franchise and open another another location of Craig's right. or introduce something into the market that's like specific to us. Right. So so there's a, it's a double-edged sword, right? So the success of the restaurant is amazing. But like I said, we protect it like it's a baby. And so- uh, it kind of limits the ability to open up other ones because then it loses its identity. Not that it wouldn't, it would be worse or di- it just would be different, right? I'm not there. So it takes on a different personality. So we're a little limited in whether or not I can open up other ones or open, you know, the idea to products. So yeah. a lot of people um, grow that way. Right, mm-hmm. so what are you going to do? You're going to do another tomato sauce? Like, is that what the world needs? That's what Rayos is for. Well, yeah, but but there's also thirty other, you know, thirty others. Right, and then you look at the salad dressing line, and you're like, okay, well, does the world need another salad dressing? Like, what yeah. are we, what are we Sorry, doing? Sorry, Paul Newman. Right, <laughs> no, they uh, they already own it. Like, you right. know what I mean? Like, so so you're just kind of like you're looking around, and and you you hope that something will come, and we started looking at now that we have like vegan options, do we have a full meal for our vegans? Right, mm-hmm. so is it is an appetizer, entree, and a dessert, and then what is that? Mm-hmm. And so we started playing with the vegan ice cream. Um, there's two ways to go. You can either kind of go the coconut route, which I think a lot of people do, and they're very successful at it. Um, but the only thing is the saturated fats are kind of high, and then I think at the end of the day, you always end up right back at coconut, right? So you're like chocolate, oh it's coconut, strawberry, oh it's coconut. Yeah, in terms of the flavor profile, yeah, always, yes. you, not that it's bad, but you always kind of end up at that note. Right? Yeah, so. The um, cashew-based uh, one, unfortunately, has its nut allergy drawback, but it does make a richer, creamier uh, ice cream, and it also allows you to kind of have multiple flavors, mm-hmm. right, and a wide variety of flavors. So uh, that's kind of where we went. So we started five or six years ago, and we started developing it, and, and Chef did a really good job of making sure that it was scientifically sound, and I now know more about the chemistry of ice cream that I ever really wanted to know <laughs> about the molecules and how they attach and, you know, cream and dairy. And, and, and I remember kind of going through the process and saying to myself, okay, where do most people fail when they come out with a product? And generally most people are really good at sales and marketing and they don't expect the product sales to be that good. So they, they don't generally make enough or they don't have production set up. Okay. So I thought, well, you know what, I'm going to do the opposite. I'm going to spend a, a couple of years trying to figure out how to make it and make it enough and make sure that I have a runway of product. That way if sales and marketing kind of take off, I'm not caught begging people to take on the product and then go, okay, uh, uh, give me three months and I'll get it to you. Like nobody wants to hear that. Right. Right. So I spent, along with Chef, uh, it took, you know, it took four years from the time that we actually wow. said, wow, this is really, really good to 
how can we professionally manufacture this at our standards? Because we were brought into these ice cream manufacturing companies and they'd be like, oh, you got a really good formula, but uh, we're just going to substitute that. And uh, what else do we have on the shelf? Yeah, we'll put that in there. And you're like, wait, that isn't, that doesn't taste like ours. Right. Yeah. Well, you don't understand the restaurant. I'm like, no, (laughs) that's our formula. That's the way we want it to taste. So that took a long time. And then you come against laws that are, um, you know, kind of put in place. Look, you know, dairy sales are falling and non-dairy kind of cuts into that. And so there are lobbying groups that want to make sure that it gets a little, you know, it can be a little more difficult to get into business. So, you know, we the have dairy lobby. Oh, the dairy board, the gaseous lobby well, in the world. <laughs> well, let's just say that they're representing a, a lot of really good people that are in a business that, right. and they want to continue that business. But then there's, you know, a lot of people that um, are looking for dairy substitutes, and um, so we ran into a few of those production issues uh, that we kind of fought through, like you know, learning how you know to have everything pasteurized. And right. so when you when you think about it, you know, having something pasteurized, some of these bigger companies will say, well, wait, you want us to shut down production, clean our machines, get rid of all residue of dairy, run a nut based ice cream. Right. It takes you're, you're talking about a lot of details. Right. But at the end of the day, you end up with a great product that's really rich and creamy. And people are now, you know, the sales of non dairy ice cream are just exploding. Um, dairy sales were down, I think, a billion one last year. Wow. Um, non-dairy sales are thriving. And you're starting to see like a lot of different brands. I think I think that that time period also allowed something else to happen, and that is that it allowed the market to kind of catch up too. Mm. Because I think if you said two or three years ago, oh, we make a vegan non-dairy ice cream, they'd be like, huh? Right. Whereas now it's like, wow, really? What does it taste like? Yeah. And I think in two or three years, they're not even going to ask that question. They're going to be like, well, of course you do. Yeah. You know? How did you solve the the production problem? That's so fascinating. Well, you're kind of in a business where you're disrupting, right? So they've been making ice cream the same way for I don't know how many years, right? And and they know exactly where to source the dairy and where to source the sugar and where to source this and where to source that. And you're like, if I if I if you guys came to me and said, you know what, we want to make a sobretrigade gelato, we could probably have you. We do. Can it be rainbow? (laughs) Yeah, it can be. uh, Well, you could actually probably do a housewife flavor. Dead. Goodbye. I'd rather do a so retrograde flavor. I feel like they're doing good on their own. They don't need me right. to continue to promote the real them. housewives of the cosmos. <laughs> <laughs> me and you. So, like, you, but you could be up and running pretty quick. Whereas, like, three or four years ago, if you went to some of these big ice cream manufacturers and you said, "Okay, I mean, we make a non-dairy ice cream," they'd be like, uh, first, we're not interested, and secondly, how do you even do that?" At the end of the day, you don't want to hear about all these details. All you want to do is stick your spoon in and go, "Oh my God, that's amazing!" Right, and know that the place that you're getting it from is trustworthy because I think that's the biggest well, thing. Yeah, I like to sleep at night. So so you just want to make sure that it's obviously, you know, safe, it's clean, it's it's done right as well, and everything's sourced properly, right? So yeah. everything all all that stuff kind of takes time, but it's worth doing it at the end of the day. And then like I said, I think it kind of the universe was protecting ourselves because it was letting the market kind of catch up to what it was we were producing anyway. Right. Right? Because I'm not the smartest tool in the shed. But uh, you know, like the universe has a tendency to take care of, you know what it needs to. Oh, you've come to the right place with that theory. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) What is your biggest piece of advice to people, you know, because it is an offshoot of of the restaurant, but it's a completely different beast of what you're talking about. Right. And I'm still learning, like, I'm, you know, I am a neophyte when it comes to this stuff about, you know, markets and, and business to business and how do you get it there and where do you keep it and, and all of that, you know, all of that stuff. And I'm just kind of learning as I'm going along and, 
typically I'm the type of person that gets frightened by all that stuff and I might not do that. But now I look at it these days as, oh my God, I don't know it. It'll be so much fun to learn it. And it's a challenge, hmm. right? Which is something that I, I mean, I know it's kind of weird. It's, you know, I went out on my own and started my own restaurant, but maybe that was, that was at an age where I was supposed to be doing that. And now I'm kind of like onto my next. But that was also like an extension of kind of like. Yeah, it was a business that I knew. It's yeah. like, you know, people weren't, you know, the people that invested in the restaurant weren't investing because they thought it was a good idea. They were investing in me because they thought I knew what I was doing. <laughs> right. You know, it's like it's different. And and that's the thing. They also know, like even, like I said, eight and a half years later, we're still paying attention to the details. Right. But but the restaurant, the ice cream business is a completely different business. In fact, I can't even call it ice cream. Oh, you're not allowed. Yeah. What Legally. are we calling yeah, it? No, no, you have to call Plant it a frozen dessert. Forward dessert? Oh, no, frozen, frozen dessert. dessert. Okay. All right, so knock it off. Don't okay. call it ice cream. I anymore. won't. Wait, it's will not. ice no. cashew cream. No, you can't because there's no cream in it. But it's the cream of the cashew. Yes. Which is a quite creamy nut if you ask yeah, me. Yeah, but the only thing you can call a cream is something that comes from an animal. Dairy. Who right. is the police the of the word cream? No, I'm just telling you. I believe like, it. Oh, it's a big deal. There's <laughs> a whole thing going on here. So you're <laughs> four years into the R&D and... And now, launch now. She's, now? now she's launched yeah, yeah. the frozen so, dessert. So, yeah, so frozen dessert. Well done, is Elizabeth. Nice. <laughs> uh, frozen dessert uh, launched at the end of January, uh, and you know, at the top of our list, like any good soldier in LA would be Air One supermarkets. Oh, of and, course, um, the holy grail. Uh, they're the best. And, uh, <laughs> so we 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 uh, we tracked them down, much like we figured out how to make ice cream. Mm-hmm. Oh. Frozen dessert. Uh, hey! hey how you doing? <laughs> Nipple. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, so we tracked them down, and and uh, and the good the good news is every time you know somebody tastes it, they they kind of go, "That's amazing." Yeah, That's it really, really truly it is. It really is good. So, um, Air One, we launched. We're in all their stores. Sales are really really good. Bristol Farms was up next, and then uh, it was really important to me to try to get to some of the B two B spaces like Netflix. Uh, Fox Studios, Universal. Oh. I tried to talk Universal into going into the tour, which they did because they brought the Impossible Burger on the tour. Right. So they're trying to offer um, healthier alternatives to people um, at, at you know at you know attractions and stuff like that, which is fantastic. So we're at the Universal Studios tour, and hopefully, we'll that'll lead to other businesses. Yeah. Although, like not to throw a wrench in this, but have you heard the news on Impossible Burger? Mm-mm. They're like testing really high for certain like toxic levels of something because they went into like higher production to be in fast food joints. Right. So and now it's like the quality is suffering. And there was a report done where it's like Beyond Meat is better. It has 11 times less of this certain chemical that yeah. impossible. Yeah, so we actually use the Hungry Planet at the restaurant. Okay. That's a third, a third company that we okay. – and it was uh, – we think it's a better product um, just to, to our tastes. Um, but it was more readily available on a regular basis. Mm. And like going back to the, the drug dealer concept again is, you know, if somebody wakes up in the morning and they want it, I don't want to be out of it. And, right. And, right. and all of these companies are suffering from the same thing. And, and it's a good problem to have, right? You've got all of this sales and all of this demand mm-hmm. and you're not ready production wise. Right. Um, so it's really, really kind of a good problem to have, but something that I think a lot of people go through. But it's good. Like in seeing the impossible struggle, it's, like what you're talking about where you're like, I didn't want to go forward until I knew I could meet the demand. It's like, that is a huge issue that they're running into and their intentions obviously were positive. Yeah. And I'm, and I'm sure they're going to do the right thing. And and they're, they're an ethically, you know, they're an ethically run company and they'll, they'll make the right moves. I have no doubt about it. So, um, I, I, and I think we're all kind of, we all feel the same way. 
um, you're all almost kind of forced into it in the interconnected world that we are in today. Mm-hmm. There are no secrets. There's no there's no month and a half to kind of get it right. Mm-hmm. Everybody kind of sees everything and the word spreads like wildfire very quickly. So I think that's what was so important to us. Like we were we were doing all the research and development for four or five years and just trying to make sure that like systematically, step by step, we were doing the right things. And then from a safety and like health standpoint, it was just like it had to be done right. Mm-hmm. It wasn't just worth like getting out of the gate. Right. Because, yeah. It's just, it's scary. I yeah. mean, you've got people's lives in your hands. I mean, and you, the last thing in the world you want somebody to do is get sick. I mean, you know, one of the things that I am incredibly uh, kind of almost anal about at the restaurant is just cleanliness. Like, I just, it has to be clean. And, and, and I think everybody that works for us understands that, and they all feel the same way. So it's just a matter of making sure that everybody kind of buys into the same programs. Yeah, you got to keep that A on the door or else... Yeah, but you know, You're the fun, done. The, yeah. the, that, that whole A thing has also become a little bit of a thing. It's like, you know, most people don't realize, you know, you walk into a place that's got a B and you're like, what would you get a B for? And you're like, oh, well, the seals on the refrigerators weren't quite right. And so we're replacing them. But in the meantime, while we replace them, you know, right. but, okay, well, that doesn't affect the health and safety of any, you know what I mean? So you kind of have to be careful about, you know, the A's and B's and stuff like that. But, but yeah, we, we do take our, but like a seriously. C is like bad. Yeah. I don't think you're open if you're a C. Are you? I, I think, think you, you can be. I think, uh, so we're talking about, for those of us not in California, they put um, a cleanliness rating on the windows of every eating establishment so you know like how it's fared. But yeah. apparently it's... Yeah. So, flawed. I mean, you know, yeah, it can be it can be a little scary. So if like a refrigerator is, is supposed to be at 40 degrees and it's at 41 degrees, yes, you're in violation. Are you getting anybody sick? Right. No. Right. So, but I understand why the rules are the rules and that's the rules you play by. Yeah. And, you know. So wait, the iced dessert. Woo! Oh, wow. Self-corrected that one oh, wow. hard. But that's like half right and half wrong. <laughs> I don't know. I just make things up. Okay. The cream. What is <laughs> the cashew? Cashew frozen right note dessert. Right. The thing Go ahead. That's, you did it right the first. Everybody time. knows what you're talking about, except <laughs> you haven't said it yet. The, the Craig's vegan dessert. Yeah. Delight. Is it nationwide? Uh, it is not. Well. Okay, so that's interesting. Again. Different world we all live in, right? Yeah. So um, the stores that we're we're dealing with are all pretty much L.A., San Diego, San Francisco, Vegas kind of based. Okay. Um, but we ship online at craigsvegan.com, you know, on dry ice. So, so you can it get it. You can get it anywhere in the country. But we're going to slowly start to kind of roll out nationwide because we don't want to run into some of those issues that, you know, like some of the companies we've just talked about. Yeah. Whereas you go too big too quick and mm-hmm. you can't actually... Yeah. Um, produce that much. I see that for you, though. I think it's going to expand. I mean, it's a a wonderful product. It's delicious. It's cool. It has, like, that kind of, like, fun nostalgia vibe to it also. Like, I think it just will look really well on, like, the national supermarket stage. Oh, hello. Oh, wow. A star is born. (laughs) I think she's missing her college. (laughs) Um, Head of sales. I see it now. Um, So the interesting thing is is you're kind of redefining a whole, you know, section of of what we eat you think about it i mean yeah if you go in the the frozen food section now it's kind of amazing if you go into any supermarket um just the the you know the change in how we eat and what we do and what it looks like and 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 also the the quality that people pay attention to it's fascinating right mm-hmm. so um uh, we're having a lot of fun we're trying to create uh you know those cool flavors that um, people love, like our first flavors were peanut butter, chocolate chip. So good. Mint chip. So good. Um, vanilla, strawberry, obviously. Do the 
do the crowd favorites. And then we're, uh, I think, chocolate brownie, pistachio, and horchata are right behind it. Love the horchata. Horchata is really, really good. So, so I think you know, it's interesting. It's 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 non dairy. It's vegan, obviously. It's a third less calories. It's a third less sugar. But it, you know, you, you think about something that doesn't have any cholesterol, and also, I mean, I'm not lactose intolerant, but I just, you know, sometimes I eat you know, a high fat dessert or something like that. And I just don't feel good or I feel a little sluggish. Yeah. And I think you get all of the benefits without some of the drawbacks mm-hmm. and stuff like that. And then, like I said, it's just fighting these fights that you don't even know exist. And it's kind of interesting. It, it, it's certainly not a boring day. Let's put it that way. And then just trying to figure out the landscape of like, you know, supermarkets and distributors and how do you get things to people? And then the whole FedEx world of, of delivering to people, you know, it's amazing. FedEx is coming up with a plan where anywhere from, I think it's Santa Barbara to San Diego, they'll give you a four-hour window, same-day delivery. Whoa. Yeah, they're working on that. So it's just like, it's almost like, you know, Amazon has kind of forced everybody into upping their game. Figuring out and, logistics. And how to get things yeah. to people when you want it. It's mm-hmm. all about convenience. Immediate right? gratification. Yeah. I mean, you know, when you opened up a restaurant nine, ten years ago, you know, you did a little bit of delivery business, but people called you on the phone. They ordered a bunch of stuff that they wanted, and then they came and picked it up. Mm-hmm. And that's the way it worked. Mm-hmm. You know, now there's like literally, you know, your most restaurants. I mean, if you run it right and you're open to it, you know, 10, 12% of your revenue can be, you know, delivery. Delivery. And stuff like Through that. Through a third party. Absolutely. I'm wow. going to ball out and get some Grubhub crab so cards I to my house. So I feel like you spend, <laughs> devote most of your time at the restaurant, but I'm curious because you have been such a fixture in West Hollywood for so long. Right. Like, do you have any, like, favorite spots? Oh, yeah. I mean, like, you know, we uh, there's, like, a little uh, sushi place on Beverly and Sweetser that we love called Herosin. Um, We go to, you know, Sunset Tower. We go to the Palm. We went to... Uh, Atrium in, in, in Silver Lake uh, over the weekend. I mean, th- my job is also to try to, f- you know, experience new restaurants and yeah. see what people are doing out there um, and and get some flavor combinations and, and find out what, you know, what people are responding to and also to see what kind of service and what kind of environments people are, are putting out there because I want to experience new things. And I also want to be supportive of people that are starting their own dream. And also, I know how hard it is to get a restaurant off the ground mm-hmm. and how much you have invested in it. And, uh, you know, we helped Gracias Madre get open across the street from us. We helped Catch get open down the street. Like, I'm a big fan of trying to help people because I think it's good for the neighborhood and I think it's good for the area. I've never been a believer that, like, you know, you, you try to keep people out of your spaces because restaurants employ a tremendous amount of people. Mm. And they throw off a tremendous amount of tax revenue. So, you know, I always say to people, like, oh, okay, okay, you didn't enjoy your meal or whatever. Instead of going on Yelp, why don't you just go to the manager and go, hey, I'm not enjoying this. Can I get something else? Mm-hmm. And I guarantee you, you're going to get a pretty great response because they've got 85 or 100 people that they're responsible for keeping them employed, right? So your happiness is generally our best interest. Mm-hmm. And that's why I kind of like, I don't understand why people just don't, you know, have that conversation right at the tables and stuff Because like it's that. way less challenging to just go online and trash something. Yeah. And or, I think that's like a larger conversation about like yeah. our culture in general. You might be having a bad day and it's like, it's just a great outlet. It, it makes you feel good about whatever <laughs> it is, but it's like, the you know, empowered troll. Yeah. But, but, but the thing is what's great about regulars and what's great about having such a, an inclusive family is that they don't hold back. So if they're, you know, most of the time we have no issues, but if there is an issue, we deal with it and you fix it. I mean, that's kind of the fun part about having a family kind of Yeah. Place. And that's why we've got the loyalty that we do. 
I just really appreciate the care that you really give to everything and how much I can tell that like the stakes are really important to you and there's like a lot of people that you don't want to disappoint on both sides and it's really admirable. I think that the, the biggest compliment we get is that is that the perception on the outside is very different than the reception on the inside. Mm, it's true. It's true. You know, and and so as long as that the equilibrium kind of like stays that way, then then we're all good. I love that. Absolutely. Craig, oh. thank you so much. Again, tell our listeners where they can find your ice cream. No, Elizabeth. Um, oh. Tell our <laughs> listeners where they can find <laughs> By the your way, it's hard, right? It is. Frozen really dessert. Because you know why? It's so good that it seems like ice oh, cream. Oh, there you go. Okay. There okay, you go. Okay. Okay. But also, it's Nailed like, it. it's like the, the world, we're not infants. Yeah. Okay. If it's a cashew milk, we know it's a cashew milk. If yeah. it's an almond milk, we know it's an almond milk. Yeah. If it's an animal milk, we know it's an animal milk. Like we're not children, yeah. right? But they they have to pretend like that you don't know the difference between you know real milk and cashew milk. Right. Okay, whatever. So so the whole idea of like you know I'm going to take you know uh, milk off the almond milk you know jar. It's Aren't like, you allowed to spell it with a Y? Like they do like nut milk M M Y L K. I don't even think so because because now That's there's a lot of places. I bet it's in there. It now, says almond milk with a. This says almond milk on it. This pop and bottle an classic yeah. cold brew oh. with an eye. So I think that oh. there. I think there's a lawsuit now trying to get that milk off of that right. connection because it's anything that resembles milk or has the mouthfeel of milk. Like they've gotten really specific. Ew, the mouthfeel of <laughs> yeah. milk is just no. too much like for my, my heart to bear. Right? No, 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 I can't no. handle but that. But by the way, it's it's like it. There, there's no joke. But but so it, like a lobbyist being like, mm, this so has a mouthy Craig's milk feel. <laughs> vegan. Frozen dessert. dessert yes, is available yes. at Air One, Bristol Farms, uh, and also all across the nation at craigsvegan.com. We'll ship so it. So cool! We're so excited to see where this goes for you. It's I really, love it. I, really I am cool. interested. I like you know somebody said to me you know I like to divide my my time in five year increments, and I'm kind of curious to see where the five years goes. Us too. Can't wait. Well, thank you both very much for having me. Thank you Thanks so much, for Craig. Us. And uh, the restaurant. If any, soon. Our, yeah, if any of our <laughs> listeners. Want to go to Craig's? Tell him so retrograde sent you. Yeah. Got it. Love it. <laughs> Cute. I love that. <laughs> okay, bye. Bye. Today's Roses and Thorns is brought to you by one of our favorite other plant-forward things in the universe right now. What a great tie-in. What a fun tie-in. So, Sakara. Mm-hmm. You know him. You know him. You love him. Whitney, Danielle, friends of ours, been on the show. We've followed each other's journeys. We're very impressed by what they've built in this plant-forward delicious meal delivery service. Sakara makes organic, ready-to-eat meals with nutritious and delicious plant-based ingredients. And I have to say that what I love about it is that it's truly like chef-crafted. Like Mm -hmm. it's very delicious and it's inspired in a way where you realize that it's all of the possibilities of really like tasting the rainbow. So the meals are specifically designed to enhance your energy, improve digestion, and just I think the ease with everything Mm -hmm. is what's really special. You know you're nourishing your body with the healthy plant-forward foods that it craves and functions really well on. And what I love about it is, as Danielle and Whitney talked about, it's like you have this as kind of like a home base, like healthy, clean eating, and then you can go off and live your life and enjoy all the foods you want to eat, but kind of like... For me, like, I love doing their lunches. And then lunch is set, and I know I'm really nourishing my body. Yeah. And then I just love the freedom that I have with it. Yeah, that's really cool. And then when you get your meals, you also get supplements, teas, and you are 
supported by a certified health coach to help you stay on track. So it's really like an integrated experience. And Sakara has received rave reviews from Vogue, Goop, The New York Times, and That's So Retrograde. Hey, so listen, y'all. Sakara <laughs> is now offering our listeners 60% off their, I mean, sorry, $60 off their first order when they go to sakara.com slash retrograde. That's S-A-K-A-R-A dot com slash retrograde to get $60 off your first order. We love you so much, Sakara. Love. Okay, roses and thorns. Hello. Well, tell us. This show is a rose. Yeah. Just in general, I woke up really grateful that I got to come here today. So that was cool. That's so sweet. And I also. We had such a fun experience, which our friend Raviv all invited us to last week that we have to shout out. So um, at the Sweat Spot, which is one of my favorite dance studios in L.A. Really cool. They have, which I, it honestly feels like the end of Sister Act 2 every time I'm in there. It's like that fun. And um, so we we went to this dance party that's been about a decade old and we're just like very late to the party. Yeah. It's called No Lights, No Lycra. And Mm -hmm. essentially- they have a host do a playlist. So our friend Raviv did the playlist, and that's why, like, all of our friends went. There was 20 of us. Yeah. And they, they were turned, like, we've never seen this so bad. We turned off the lights, and you just dance with yourself. Like, it's a full Robin dancing on my own moment, except, like, everyone else is there, too. But everyone is also dancing on their own because it's so dark. It's so dark, and I worked through some stuff. Me, too. It, it was, was so the good. most therapeutic, transformative, like, Thursday afternoon Agreed. I could have had, or Thursday evening I could have had. Agreed. And I was so I go grateful. every week. Every week. I was so grateful for it, and I just think it, like, shifted the vibe for me. Yeah, same. And it's really fun to find stuff. It's, like, $7. I mean, yeah. like— I love an under $10 wellness discovery. 100%. And I love a wellness discovery that's an unlikely package. Exactly. It's free dance. And it was so I will fun. I so that I got really stoned before and then when the lights went off for one minute, I like had a brief panic attack and I was like a foot away from Emily and I like grabbed her and I was like, wait, is it going to be this dark the whole time? And she was like, just go stand a little bit closer to the light. And I was like, because there's like sunlight like creaking in through like the shitty building from the sun. And I was like, okay. I just like, I've never- you had a minute. I had like a moment and then I leaned yeah. all the way. And I will say just, I've talked about it so many times. I Sweat Spot was a place for me that I feel like I really like found a new rhythm with myself, no pun intended. Yeah. Um, my few favorite classes, if I can just shout them out, shout is them. Ben Allen, who's been a guest on this show, his Groove 3 class, which is on Tuesdays at 8.30. And um, there's a live DJ, and his teaching style is so fun. It's really easy to pick up. And then Ryan Heffington, who owns Sweat Spot, mm-hmm. does Sweaty Sundays and Wet Wednesdays, which is a really amazing like church-like dance experience. And Ryan... He did all the choreography for Sia and all what? of that cool stuff. So he's an amazing working, very talented choreographer in L.A. and just opened this really fun community place. So I'm just the biggest fan of it. Shout out. Shout out. Um, my shout out is coming in two forms. Number one, Rose, is that, I don't know, did we talk about how we were on Dentox? Oh, we didn't. So we guested, we did a live show with Tal Rabinowitz of The Den. Um, a great meditation studio here in Los Angeles. We have an episode with her. We'll send you there. Um, she's so amazing. And she interviewed us. And it was so much fun. And that episode just dropped. So I encourage you to go check that out. And then I've been, um, you know, I'm in the smoothie game. I'm deep in. Been, <laughs> been there for some years now. And um, I had just done like a secondary shui on my house because you know there's never enough there's never enough shui shui that can happen it's unending and 
I realized that I had two cocoa slash cacao things that I wasn't making use of. And I realized that it's a great superfood that I think came up earlier on in the wellness world. And I've kind of like left her behind and I went back for her and she's been upping my smoothies. And there's two brands I want to shout out. First of all, Beekeeper Naturals, which they make, first of all, they had a CBD honey, which isn't this one, but they had one. And I, it's really good. I gave it. it to my parents. It was their first. It's so toe-tap into CBT. Yeah. Like for a, a CBD, especially in the evening of the calmingness, like it's one that you can really notice how it relaxes you. Mm-hmm. Just, I love anything that comes in another form, mm-hmm. honey. But they have a coca, a cacao honey. No CBD. It's just cacao and honey, and it's delicious. So I've been putting like a teeny bit of that in my smoothie because I don't really use that much fruit. Yeah. And then also Wooden Spoon Herbs has this thing called rosy cocoa, and it's like cacao and like rose basically essentially there's no sugar in it and I've been adding that to it and it's like delicious anti-inflammatory it's energizing just like cacao forgot about you frozen dessert for someone who loves chocolate honey how did I forget we're serving so much sweetness today oh wow it's so synced so shout out to you guys thank you for making dope products yes thank you and you know I just and I really want to take a moment to honor all of the people that we've had on this show that I'm so grateful for Mm. who who I really believe are a counter to that New York Times article yeah who really doing their part in this space to shift thinking to promote body inclusivity, to promote health, to promote feeling one's best both mentally and physically. That's what the wellness industry is for me. Yeah. And it has helped me work through so much of my shit and empowered me. And that's what I hope this show does for people Mm -hmm. is to empower them to make decisions that make them feel their best. I and to that. me, that's what wellness is. That's beautifully said, Elizabeth. Thanks, man. I love you. I love you, too. Thanks, everyone, for listening. Go ahead and leave us a review on iTunes if you feel like it. And thank you so much to Craig and Craig's Vegan yeah. and Craig's LA and, and Alexa Jacobs. do a giveaway yes. for some Craig's uh, vegan dessert yes. on our Instagram. Yes. So watch, watch this space. space. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Thanks, guys. Namaste listening. Yes, that's a retrograde.